0: You're listening to the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we use scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 111 for Friday, March 13th, 2020. Growing up, my mom had decorations around the house that were encouraging and affirmative in nature. There were pictures that had various Bible verses, a photo of a table that seemed to stretch into infinity, and others. But the one I remember the most is a poem called Don't Quit by John Greenleaf Whittier. It's a great poem. One of my favorites. The lines of this poem come to mind so often when I'm going through difficult times. Perseverance and and endurance are qualities that seem to be diminishing in popularity over time. I'm reading a book right now called Grit by Angela Duckworth, and she defines grit as perseverance and passion for long-term goals. Of course, she's talking about what it takes to succeed in your goals and in your life and in your dreams, but still, she talks about how rare it is these days to find someone with grit. It turns out that grit, or perseverance and endurance, are not only biblical virtues, which means they flow from who God is, but they are crucial to becoming love. John 15, verse 16 and 17, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name the Father will give you. This is my command love each other. As you know, I'm really into fruit trees and plants that produce fruit. I have what you might call a sweet tooth. Probably more like a sweet mouth, which is hopefully better than being a smart mouth. As a result of modifications, the shelf life of fruit is actually going down drastically. Growing up, I remember my grandpa buying boxes of apples. As long as they stayed cool, they would last for months that's no longer the case. Our fruit today does not last or endure. It looks nice, but, well, looks aren't everything. Jesus wants us to bear fruit that will last. Somehow, this bearing of fruit that lasts plays a role in the answering of our prayers. What is this fruit that will last? The word for last in the phrase fruit that will last is one we've already talked about. It's the word abide. As you remember, abide means to dwell, live, and reside in. But as we have already said, the word is also an ongoing, forever kind of a word. So, it's, it's to always and forever keep on residing, abiding, and living in something. Well, the love of God has grit. It just doesn't give up. It can't. That's how God's love for us works. That's the nature of true, actual love. Because all love flows from God, that's what love is like. It abides. It remains. It goes on abiding and remaining. There is never a time when it stops abiding or remaining. Because it is the character of God, it will always be this way. Love will always and forever continue on remaining and abiding. The love of God is fruit that remains. I just recently pruned our fruit trees to get ready for another season of fruit bearing. And while I was pruning the prune tree, I noticed that the way I pruned some of the branches last year caused the fruit to get caught up when it, when it fell off of the branch. In some places, it even remained on the branch, but the fruit itself was all dried up. The fruit was still attached, but it wasn't abiding. It dried up on the vine. Why? Because the sap had stopped flowing. The fruit no longer had a source, so it dried up. But God's love doesn't do that. God's love never dries up. God's love never ends, never fails, never quits, never gives up. It keeps on keeping on. How do I know? Just look at Jesus. We just looked at this verse when we were talking about how love goes from principle to personhood, but but there's a word in here that we need to pay attention to. Hebrews 12, 1-2 Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, referencing Hebrews 11 and the Hall of Faith that so many of us have read and, and enjoyed for years, since we're surrounded by those people by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Greek word for endured is meno. Hupo is a preposition that means by or under. So then it's another form of the word meno. And in case you don't remember, that's the Greek word for abide. The word for endurance or perseverance is hupomone, which is a variation of the word hupomeno. In other words, it all comes from the same word, to abide, remain, dwell, reside, live. These three words together are used a total of 150 times in the New Testament, making it one of the biggest themes of the new covenant life of Christ. You might be wondering if this word shows up anywhere else. Like, for instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. And, in case you're wondering, it does. And perfectly fitting for today, Friday the 13th, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. But now, faith, hope, love, abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. Love. It remains. It dwells. Love forever keeps on abiding. Love never stops abiding. Love always abides. We're not a very gritty people anymore. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, we tend to throw in the towel. When the going gets tough, we quit going. We might be gritty about some things, but in our relationships with one another is one area where we have lost a lot of grit. There's nothing about love in the New Testament that makes it conditional. That's because love isn't conditional. Agape love is actually defined as love without conditions. The love we know in our time is contractual. We love as long as the conditions upon which this love was established continue. But that's not love. That's an agreement. Love isn't an agreement or an arrangement. Love is a sacrifice. Love keeps on forever abiding. Because love is a personal sacrifice, something we give away, the moment we stop giving it, we stop being love. We stop the flow of God's love. The fruit on our vine of love starts to dry up. Fruit doesn't remain if the sap stops flowing. And when we choose to stop loving someone sacrificially, we are making the choice to cut off the flow of God's love because God's love never stops. It can't. If it could stop, that would mean that there would be a point where we were beyond the reach of God's love. If it could stop, that would mean that there is a way for us to out-sin the cross, which would mean that sin is more powerful than love, but it isn't. Sin can, can never overpower love. God's love never stops. But at the same time, God never forces his love on us. God is not an abusive God, forcing himself on us in ways that we do not want. We can never stop God's love, but we can refuse to let God's love flow through our lives. John 15, 1 and 2, I, Jesus says, am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. We we are grafted into the vine for one specific purpose, to bear fruit. God only wants branches that are fruitful. He cuts out the ones that are sucking up the sap of His love for their own purposes. And and even in the life of those who are fruitful— God cuts off things that keep us from bearing fruit that will last. Because God wants us to bear his fruit. Fruit that remains is the fruit of abiding. You can't have one without the other. We must get gritty when it comes to loving one another. Jesus had to endure, abide under or through the cross. The cross was not a delightful experience for anyone. It was intentionally torturous. But this is love. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us even though it came at great personal cost. Even though he desperately wanted to quit, he didn't. He kept on loving When things go wrong as they sometimes will. When the road you're trudging seems all uphill. When the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit. Rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is strange with its twists and turns, as as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure comes about when when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell just how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when you're hardest hit. It's when things seem worse that you must not quit. <laughs> www.thejesushabit.com.